You're listening to the Sasquatch Trailrunners Podcast, where every run is a trail party. I'm your host, Kim Levinsky, and today's episode is a recording from our Facebook Live interview on Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. I sat down with the founders of the Women's 100 Miler Project, Lee and Carmel, to hear all about how they got this project off of the ground and are inspiring women around the world to run their first 100 miler. So sit back and relax, or hit the trails and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Run Venture Interview Series. I'm so excited that you are on tonight. Looks like we got a couple people popping on here. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to bring Carmel and Lee on the screen to chat all things trail and ultra, and specifically the Women's 100 Miler Project. I'm really excited to be sharing about that with these wonderful ladies. And uh, before we jump in, I'm going to share a couple of announcements what's going on with Sasquad trail running so first of all thank you to everybody who came out to the Squatchyanda trail festival this last weekend we had a great turnout for a first year event lots of positive feedback a uh, ton of volunteers came out and it was just a really really squatchtastic time uh, we made a we just made a donation earlier this afternoon about 540 dollars to bigger than the trail I actually happen to have the the t-shirt on here, uh, fantastic nonprofit organization. We love supporting them. We've got a couple of races throughout the year where we raise funds for them. So just this year alone, a little over a thousand dollars going to bigger than the trail. So with that donation, uh, it's going to cover three months of free therapy for somebody in need for one person. So that's really, really cool. We were able to do that. Thank you for your generosity. A lot of people donated, uh, during the registration process, which is really cool. So uh, that was the, this weekend. And then our next event is coming in hot just two weeks away. We're going up to New York, Tuxedo, New York for the second annual Big Bear Squatch Half Marathon. So this event was in the summer last year. The park asked us to bump it to the fall due to staffing issues on their end, which is fine. Uh, it's actually going to be beautiful. We're, we've got our fingers crossed for some peak foliage that weekend. So that's October 15th. Goes out of Powerhouse Park in Tuxedo, and it's a half marathon. Ton of climbing. We have a generous cutoff, about four hours for the half marathon. Um, so we got online registration open for that. You can join us for race day registration if you're going to uh, hold off to see what the weather is. That's fine. Uh, we're going to be out there rain or shine. So that's October. And uh, the last Sunday in October, we are doing a intro to trail running clinic. So it's been a while since we've done this. Uh, we're going back to Sneaker Factory in Milburn, New Jersey. It's been a lot of fun the couple of times we've done this clinic. A lot of newbies come out. That's their goal. Usually a ton of women are there. And uh, we're going to do a little chit chat for about an hour, just talking about what is trail running, why you should come over to the light side instead of the road. Uh, we'll talk about safety, shoes, equipment, all that stuff. And then we'll go for a short uh, trail run as a group, no drop. So that's at the end of October. You can register on our website, sasquadtrailrunning.com. And then the last event we want to chat about, Trail Party, is Thanksgiving weekend. It's our annual Squatchy Leftovers race. That is the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. We're going to keep the 50K. A lot of people signed up last year for the Ultra. So traditionally, it was just the 5K, 10K. And then this last year, we added the 25K and 50K. And a ton of people uh, wanted it to stick around. So we're going to give you what you want. We'll keep the Ultra in there. We're going to be out there all day. 
Uh, Jenner's cutoff, uh, I think it starts at like 8 a.m. and you've got till 4 p.m. to finish up because um, the sunset is getting earlier. But that's about it for the events that we've got on the calendar. Um, you can get more info on our website, which is sasquadtrailrunning.com. Uh, we also are very active on social media. So obviously, if you're watching now, we're on Facebook. And then Instagram is at Sasquad Trail Runners. So I'm pulling up my little uh, bio here, going to read for Lee and Carmel. You ladies want to come on the screen, you can pop on here. Uh, they are joining us from the Midwest Oops. out in Ohio. Hey, there there we go. We got you. We got All you. Right. So, Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to read this our, our little intro that we had on the event page to set the stage of what's going on. So Lee and Carmel are seasoned ultra runners. You're making incredible impact on our sport. Uh, if you go on ultra sign up, you're just going to have to keep scrolling and scrolling to see all the events that they have both done. They recently got back from Europe doing the uh, Swiss Alps ultra out there. Um, many multi-day long experience. Um, these two are the masterminds behind the Women's 100 Miler Project. So uh, this group on Facebook has over 600 women in it. And the goal is to get more women out there to complete, train for and complete their first 100 miler. So uh, as I heard about it, um, I don't know, this last year, and I was so jazzed about it, started sending it to friends, joined the group. And um, it's just been fantastic. I've learned a lot from being in the group. It's fun because women are talking about different hundreds that they're doing, uh, training, and these two provide training plans, specifically some really awesome strength workouts that'll help. Um, learned about salted Coke. How oh, that could yes. be as well. Maybe we'll <laughs> chat about that. But um, the secret sauce right there. The secret sauce. So uh, Lee and Carmel, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you so much for having us on. Excited. This is great. So we always like to start with just hearing a little bit about like, what's your running background? How did you get into the sport? I love asking that question. Like a lot of people, they started with road running and then they jumped to the trails, but you too, how did you get into trail and ultra? And then we'll chat about the women's hundred miler project. Uh Oh, you, you just got her going on a, <laughs> she could go on for hours about that one. You have to condense it. Uh, yeah, this, this, this synopsis. Okay, so <laughs> when I was in high school and college, I smoked. When I was in college, I smoked about a pack a day, around like three or four bronchitis and a doctor saying this could be your inhaler for life till you get emphysema. Kind of was just a wake up call. So when I was 24, five, I quit smoking. And after some process of trying to wean myself, I started going running for 20 minutes every day after work because it hurt to breathe from here to here. Wow. That convinced me I shouldn't smoke. Then I fell into amateur boxing for a few years. And really? Yeah. yeah I ran into somebody who was like, oh, just come to this gym. But I actually competed a few times, uh, which is, that's really interesting to do. I wasn't all that great at it, but I'll tell you what, if you slip and have a cigarette or you don't get any cardio, you're going to get punched in the face <laughs> a lot. It's, so it was really motivational. And then uh, I went to, I, I was kind of trying to figure out what to do with life also at that age, but then kind of fell into dental school. So I gave up boxing because dental school is very busy. And you just fell into dental school. There wasn't a trainer there that I liked. No, that's, see, but that's a whole other story of how that happened because it was not originally in the plans. And so then I met someone that played rugby 
because I was at a bar and there was rugby and she seemed to be following it. And I said, that's cool. I want to play that. Too bad that's not here in the U.S. And she said, I play on a club right here in town. We have practice Thursday. You should come. So I did. So then I played rugby for like (laughs) eight or nine years. My shoulders are trashed. I don't have a left ACL. I've had some ligament tears. So that's that's why I know all of the physical therapy things. Then I moved up here. I had stopped playing rugby, which lasted all of the first few months I was up here. Got sucked back in, played a little more rugby. And um, for anyone who's played rugby, I was doing that thing where you separate your shoulder and then you just play fullback when your team's short and you just step behind the 22 and kick before contact, which usually works, you know, not always. Sometimes you go stupid. So uh, then I took up roller derby for a safer and gentler sport. It, it really is. No, there's helmets and pads and stuff. And then kind of the team sport thing was running its course. And I'd run to people want to go trail running. So I went to a trail run thinking, oh, I don't even want to get up on Saturday. And you know, because I would jog through all of this, I'd always jog like maybe 10 miles a week. Okay. Because if you just jog 20 or 25 minutes, a few days a week, it maintains lots of fitness. Sometimes I only jogged, you know, seven or eight miles a week. It was just, just barely enough to have the cardio to right. have a little bit of edge. But I went like a whole hour in a row in the woods because I grew up hiking. I love it. And then they were signing up for this 15K race that had an 8K option. And this one woman said, oh, you know, that might be too much for you. And I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do 15K. And I ran almost 10 miles in a row and it was fun and I didn't die. And it was in the snow. It was actually the most fun I'd had in a while. So then I signed up for a 25K. And things, things just escalated. Things, things <laughs> they escalated a lot. Escalate, you know. <laughs> Let's help a couple friends try to do a hundred mile, and now we have the project. Like it, things just go like that for mm-hmm. me. It just you know, I get an idea, and it it just escalates. I think that was the most interesting running story that we've had on the podcast. That was amazing. <laughs> I tried to leave out some of it. You're like, eventually, it's going to connect. <laughs> That's awesome. yeah, rugby's why I know how to do all of the things that keep your knees healthy it's the, I think it's important like that she mentioned the other things because she is you know broken in so many ways you know so many people use some of the injuries that she has as excuses of why they could never run and it's like right. oh, no you if, you if you do the proper strength training the proper physical therapy you can still run you know right very successfully obviously so right. well, I think, I think she has a, a very impressive uh race record so it's not just that she's running these things she's podiuming a right. lot of them you know right. so I, I think that's good to know um so for me um Let's hear I, it. I was actually I was never um very athletic at all I don't have that kind of athletic background I was a very chubby kid in high we school and uh yeah we were both smokers back in the day but uh, I think in my mid-20s, I started to get a little bit more into different kinds of fitness. And um, I just started doing like a couple miles here and there after work. Well, not even a couple miles. I can remember when I was like, one day I'll be able to run a mile. You know, I still remember that struggle and that that time when you can finally do it. But um, eventually it was just kind of an after work thing that I would do a couple miles here and there. And then it was actually 2017, so not that long ago that I did my first 5K. And I remember that being like a big thing. Like that was a distance PR for me in 2017. And I had to like recruit somebody. I was like, somebody please go with me. I'm so scared to like show up to this race. I don't know how to do like packet pickup and stuff, you know, like all that. Like it just seemed terrifying because I just had no friends in the running community. Um, 
so it was 2019 I had moved back to Cleveland and I decided you know decided I was enjoying the running and I found my runs getting longer and longer so I decided to do the Cleveland half marathon and I that was a distance PR when I finished it but I limped out like the last four miles like it was it was pathetic I wasn't properly trained it was really interesting and so that very day I was like well I'm going to come back next year I'm going to do the Cleveland full marathon and I, I found like a training plan online I started following it a few months into that um I end up with this injury so bad I was having just this sharp sharp knee pain just horrific it just awful excruciating pain and I ended up sidelined for six months right like six months this ended up happening it was devastating like this was the thing that I enjoyed you know with so much frequency like it was like my wind down at the end of the day thing so I was kind of crushed by this idea that I might not be able to run again. And this is combined with the fact too that I, I have scoliosis. I was having lots of back pain, all these issues. So it's like, I was just feeling, I was what, like 32. I was feeling old and broken and like, you know, things were just like the best of all the years had gone by. And so I started walking and it was boring walking on the road. So I started hiking in the woods and I've always been a woods person, but I had just kind of gotten away from it for like a decade. And so that got me back to the woods for the first time. In the meantime, I'm starting to do all this research and go to these different doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, all these things. This is um, 2019 that this, that this all happened. Okay. Um, so at this time, I start finding the strength training, right? They start getting on this path. And for the first time in years, my back pain is starting to reduce. Like I would just wake up and just like, you know, kind of keeled over. Like now it's finally starting to get better. And then little by little, when I'd go out on these hikes, I would try to run a little bit and I'd be able to go a little bit farther and a little bit farther. Like I'd be able to go a half mile finally without pain and then be like, okay, I got to stop there. And just had to slowly work back up from absolutely nothing. And it was at that time that I just decided, like, I couldn't even run a mile at this point. I, that I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting better. I'm going to be able to run again. And I want to do a hundred miler. And yes. the only exposure that I had to that was Lee, was a distant acquaintance on my Facebook. And occasionally I'd see her post and I'd be like, that's so freaking cool. You know, she'd post yeah. from like different countries and stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. But admittedly, I also thought when I'd see them, I'd be like, well, I run for health and that's, that's not healthy. And a lot of people, that's, that, that was from a place of ignorance and misguidedness. And I think a lot of people think that, um, they, it, it's all about the strength training. So I started doing the strength training religiously contacted her and I was like hey you know I moved back to the Cleveland area don't really have lots of friends I'm getting into the running love to come like you know do some of the training things and that's kind of how we started hanging out so she did a lot of the strength stuff that I did but had uh additional stuff too so yeah so we kind of just combined like I combined my strength plan with what she was doing and then started following her running plan and it was 13 months from the time I started training for a hundred miler so from the time I started training with her to my first finish to the bear, to the bear yeah. finish that that's right that's incredible so the bear yeah. was first was your first hundred the bear was my first finish I actually 
So I went to a race called Shawnee Hills, and it was a year from the time I started training. And I DNF'd oh, that one. <laughs> oh. Trench foot. And it was, so, I got horrific trench foot. It okay. was so bad. There were, there were a couple things that went wrong at that race. And I DNF'd at about 72 miles. And the interesting thing was it gave me, it made me realize I could do a hundred because I was so scared leading up to that, but my legs were all right. Like I still had more in me. It was, it was stomach things and mostly my feet, like the trench foot. Oh my gosh. There are pictures floating around out there right. somewhere, but it was, it was like looking at my feet and my eyes just were like, <gasps> like the skin was like coming off. I'm like, Oh God. Like, so it was mostly that kind of thing. So it was actually, the bear was, I think less than a month later. I went back like oh, immediately wow. after, yeah, immediately after Shawnee Hills, I was yeah, like, you know what, totally I'm signing, I, I wait listed for no business and the bear as soon as we got home from, from that DNF, like as wow. soon as we got home. And I was like, 250 on the bear wait list and I ended up getting oh, I ended up getting well, into I both of them I, I was yeah she was already running she was she was already going to be running it so she thought she didn't qualify to run it but she sort of did and so then yeah she came off the wait list so she was going to travel out there anyway mm. so like two weeks before it was like oh well, guess it's time for you to take yeah. her too yeah so it worked out <laughs> but yeah I, I finished the bear that ended up being my first finish um wow. I think right about four weeks after that first that first attempt where I DNF'd at 72 miles but yeah that was all the bear that finish was less than 13 months um from the day we started training together so at, at the day we started training together I couldn't even run three miles again yet wow. coming back from my injury and everybody said it couldn't be done. It couldn't be done. You can't go from, you know, your distance PR being a half marathon to finishing a hundred miler in a year. They're like, you're being too ambitious. You're going to hurt yourself again. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And that's, I mean, that's the funny thing is that training for a half marathon or training for a marathon on a junk miles plan, I got injured training mm -hmm. for a hundred miler on a proper plan. I was able to, to do it, you Wait, know, successfully you, with no problems rest days and the occasional light week uh it, that wasn't the problem it was just it, it was that it was uh, there were rest days on the on the plan I had previously followed there was just no strength training on it yeah. mm. so that's a, that's a lot of plans um so you know kind of segueing into the women's hundred miler project I think that that was kind of the beginning when you go through something like that where you think you're never going to run again and then you have an accomplishment like that I mean unless you're a sociopath you kind of want to share it with like with other people <laughs> right like you to go through something so amazing and then to believe yeah. in a plan and Lee has put so much time and research into that plan and it's like gosh, just more like I have to give her the credit like she's the one who, who's designed this plan it's the one she follows that we we have the women Absolutely. in the group follow approximately I, I she makes adjustments here and there <laughs> but yeah she's people, done yeah. she's done you know so much research is behind it and such and it's like you just want to get it out there and make people realize that no you you could do this thing if you want to do it and you really put your mind to it you could do it and there's a pathway to doing it without getting injured so right, right. so what was it like did it start as um this is a question I don't know did it start as a Facebook group or the website or was it both at the same time or how did it kind of, how did it kind of get off the ground and you started getting women plugged in yeah so I think um you know kind of backing up when I when I was training it was during pandemic and I had a lot of time off of work during that time and when I went back to work 
I really went back to work like full force. So this was after my hundred miler finish and it was really miserable and it really started to interfere with my training. And okay. so it started to kind of isolate me from the running community. Like I was on the road all the time. So I was away from home, away from my friends, away from the running group. And I think I wanted a way to be connected to that in some how this like kind of seed started to grow into this idea of like a video project like we'll have one woman follow this plan for a year and we'll video document it to show it could be done like mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm thinking like show you have her go through what I went through take her from like very low miles you know find a low mile runner and put them through this training and and just document it and then we'll get it out there and then it started like I, I think that's when I but pitched the idea things. to People you. People kept putting up surveys. You'd go in every every week. Someone would put up, oh, we're, we're, why don't women run hundreds? But yeah. then all the women who already run them have their answers about what they think is in someone else's head. Mm -hmm. There was very little of anyone actually thinking through like how to get more women. But the women I actually know who have not run hundreds, who either I knew them before they ran their first one and then they finally did. The issue is more some of it's time, but a lot of it has been. I don't think I can do it and it's going to take too yeah. long. And I got injured when I trained up to 50 miles and mm -hmm. that almost broke me. And like the, cause they're doing just crazy hours of training okay. and no strength and getting hurt and not taking up downtime. And the structure of it has, you know, seven mile easy runs. Well, it's not always an easy run. It's taking right. you over an hour. That's no longer usually easy. Yeah. So it was a hot topic at the time. And it was also, I think it was Still right around when, uh, like Hard Rock was changing their lottery when that was coming out. And it was just, it was coming up a lot in, in the trail running community. And so my wheels were definitely turning. And so I pitched this show idea to her and, show them how. and then somehow it turned into, instead of just one woman, well, we better do three because one might decide, you know, life might happen and they might, you know, decide they're not going to do it. And then it's all for, for nothing. And I remember the night that I, I we were talking about this she's like well you're gonna have a hard time finding three women and I'm like I know I know and I put a thing out on Facebook and like next thing you know I have all these people messaging me and so we got five women and then we still had more you know inquiring and inquiring and I was like well I can't video edit like you know I can't take on like 10 people and edit all yeah. these videos and watch this much footage every week and do this it, you know it's, it's five is already going to be way too much but I would ask them why now like if you want to train for a hundred or you if you wanted to do a hundred miler why aren't you training for it like why why are you waiting for this opportunity and they would say well because of what what you're offering and what we were offering was you know lease training plan support some accountability like you'd have to turn in a video every week was the thing like a vlog um but having like Lee's, Lee's cutout training plan and then just having like our, our kind of group chat that would be, you know, um, providing that that support and that accountability. And they said, well, that's the reason because, you know, I never had I never knew where to start. I never had mm -hmm. I never had that. And so that kind of started to lead to the idea of like, well, OK, we could open it like if, if this is how everybody's feeling like. Yeah, you just open up this whole Facebook group and rather than have everybody like most of them weren't even actually that much interested in the video part they wanted this other part so it was like we'll just open it up to everybody and we had to make a YouTube channel because right have to give them links for exercise we're actually going to probably be making that a little bit higher production value in the next six months or so yeah, yeah a couple videos I need to redo because we've learned things about how like 
you know, I show someone an exercise in the video and I think it's, and I rewatch it and I think that's perfectly clear. And then I see someone doing what they think they saw in the video. Mm, that's, that's, yeah. that's not what I'm doing. So then you have to figure out, you know, like we had that, I don't know if you followed it on Facebook or asked people to balance a book on their head. Yes. Yeah. Well, because, because people are, are not waiting their back leg and they're staying leaning forward and there are muscles you need to engage when you do a curtsy lunge that we're not getting engaged. Mm. And so, but you can't, you cannot keep your upper body upright like that and not engage them. So you put a book on your head, you're forced to do right form. So like, that'll probably put a video where it's like, you know, and here's how you check your form. Okay. Because, yeah. because it's hard to do. And I probably, the next series will have people video themselves and then watch my video next to their video of themselves. So I actually do set angles because if you take video of yourself and then watch, so I'll have to be very careful because some of those videos are posted when I was, I wanted to post them, but I just done a hundred, like a week and a half before a week before. And there I'm trying yeah. to do exercise and it's wobbly. So well, I think the thing is we never expected to make the group, like mm. everything we've done, we've just been like, it was like just winging it and putting it out yeah. there for so demand. The are like one take in our dining room, like one take. I was like, yeah. okay, demonstrate this exercise, put that thing on the, on record. And then just one take. There was oh, no, wow. there's no written card. I didn't memorize anything. It's just that I've right. explained some of those exercises like 50 times. Right. So it's just, okay, well, here, here it is, but they could definitely be slightly more polished. Yeah. Better, like better lighting, better sound. Once we knew like, well, maybe we could make a Facebook group. I still don't think we had any idea like the magnitude it would be. So we went yeah. ahead and we made, um, like I just did a, a chop up video. It's on our, our webpage, the women's hundred miler uh, project.com. It's on the ho the homepage. You can see the little mashup video that we did of our, our uh, different women participating in the video project. And we dropped it in, I think, the, the ladies tour page. And when we put it there, like just saying, like, you know, if anyone wants to follow along with this, this is a thing we're doing. It was just unbelievable. I think we had mm -hmm. 200 or 300 members within like two weeks. It just wow. like blew up. Like, so next thing you know, we're just scrambling to make videos and then eventually like scrambling to make a website. Like I had no idea how to make a website. Like it's, it needs, to, that needs to be polished up too. So some of our stuff, like she said, like, it's like, we'd, we'd like to make nicer videos and nicer sound quality and all that. But it was just like, we went from like, oh, I've never done any of this stuff. Like, I don't know what I'm doing to like, just try to get it out there so that that, so that they would have it, you know? Right. Well, it seems like you, I mean, you just uncovered this huge need in the community for all these women to be jumping out and wanting to get plugged in. It shows like this was a need to create this space. And I think that's kind of the, the feeling I get when I come into the group and just reading through comments and posts. It's, it's a safe space. And I think sometimes with other running groups online, um, oftentimes they're mixed gender it, it doesn't have that same feel to it as as like the ladies tour group I feel that similar way but definitely in the 100 miler project it seems like people feel comfortable to ask questions you know yeah. absolutely yeah because you don't have a guy come in like, oh just go out and do it just <laughs> yeah. do it which probably usually if you alter sign up stock the guy that does that what you find out is they've dnf'd three races and don't have any 100 mile finishes and they're just Yes. <laughs> but, it's, yes. but it's in like I'll, I'm willing to wait through that kind of stuff and go ahead and do that I have actually done that I don't go on tar much anymore I've actually done that to someone who was started art you don't know what you're talking about I was like so I ultrasound I found it I found him found his ultrasound I was like I I'm just gonna post a screenshot of front page of mine and the front page of yours yeah because 
you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have any experience. Right. And so I don't know why you're arguing with me about this. Yeah. You're right. Cause somebody else like, well, he might know, you don't know. He doesn't know. I'm like, I'm yes. He said something that's sometimes someone can say something about something that you know a lot about and you can tell immediately. Right. You right. don't have experience. But to your point about it, it being a very safe space too, I, I think it's hilarious. One day I saw a comment that it was on somebody's thread on our page on the, in the Women's 100 Mile Hour Facebook group. And it was just kind of a nasty like comment. And I was like, wow, this is really strange because our group is usually really, this, oh, isn't, this isn't our culture. So I clicked on the profile and we, we tried to vet all the requests to, to make sure they're legitimate requests. And sure enough, I click on this profile and it ended up being a guy. And I think it's funny because I would have never wow. known a guy like slipped through the cracks of this group. But yeah. the, the, just the one jerk comment made me be like, wait a wow. minute, who's who's being kind of snippy? Like, because that's not that's not usually yeah. how we operate here. And it just made me want to kind of see more about the profile. And that's how I found it. And I was like, of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I booted them but yeah it is it's a very um it, we really try to have that like there's there's nothing that you should be afraid to ask like whether it's drop bags or you know peeing in the woods like we made a peeing in the woods video catch that one i'm not sure that you actually had the pee in the woods but she did she peed in the woods yes. for the sake of the group no like, because because everyone says that. it's okay but when you actually get to see video of how to lean on the tree and pee in the so woods. she did she yeah. did like this is how i like lean on the tree and don't get any of my shorts and you know just don't expose everything expose myself that people right. are afraid to ask you know i feel like uh if you go to the main tour page and you ask about drop oh, bags you're gonna yeah. immediately get like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna rip you apart but right. like that's a genuine question if you've never done drop bags it's a little bit overwhelming and confusing and you might have a kind of similar to me not wanting to go to the 5k because I'm like I don't know how a pack oh, pickup works or like hey. I don't know what you do like you you pin the bib to you is that that's a you know like it's weird when you've never done a thing before and it's new so we we want to create that space where there's just nothing that you you can't ask if it has to you know if it in any way you know so many things are intersectional like it doesn't even necessarily have to be completely running related right yeah and it's great you know in, in the group setting because you can post pictures I think about the drop bag I remember seeing so many pictures because that's something too you don't even if you if you've done longer races several times you know the drop bag it's not something maybe you're conscious of for a newbie and then to be able to see um like the pictures and the labels and how do you like you should write exactly what's in the bag because you're going to be like no brain cells later in the race yeah, you know? yeah exactly yeah we ended up doing oh, youtube not, uh, videos you're going to fly that. somewhere and then have no no brain cells the day before the race trying to make sure everything's in your drop bag and you take it apart and then you forget what was supposed to be in there and then you got to go and then now you it's doing 45 minutes of drop bag drop off and it's the end of the world oh you that, mean to have a list of it like all written all down and the piece of yeah. paper you write your list on it will not make it on the airplane it will get lost somehow right it will not make it it will not make it to your hotel room where you're organizing your drop bags it just won't but right. if the bags are all rolled together inside of your carry-on with it written on the tape it's a beautiful thing. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Guess how? Yeah. Lots of things went wrong before I came up with all of these rules. That's the other advantage of lots right. of them. 
Well, and I think that's great. Like you're it's so like, organized. You're just, I'm like, no, no, this was this was trial and error. Right. <laughs> this, was, this was learned after things went wrong. Right. And I think that's very evident in the group is that you guys are, you're being vulnerable and you're sharing like, you know, the system that you've gotten to after, you know, trial and error, making mistakes and whatnot. And I think just being willing to share that with other people is so, is so valuable what you guys are doing. Yeah, and then we're we're almost coming up on a year now of the group existing. It was an incredible summer for um, women in the group finishing races and going out. Even the ones where if they had a DNF, they learned from the DNFs, and so many of them are going to get back out there and try again. So it's really cool because now those women can turn around and share, share their those experiences. So hey, everybody it just continues else. to grow in that way. Yeah, totally. So what what does it look like? Say. Uh, you know, Sally wants to join the group. She gets plugged in. Is there like a like a, a step by step of what happens when she joins, or is it kind of like a passive thing where they take what they want from the group? What is what is your goal? I guess would be you know what so, do you want to see. Yeah. So for a while, this is probably my fault. I left it up too long. Um, I've gone through some crazy things this last year, like a whole career change. And <laughs> it's been it's been busy. And again, you know, that's just the two of us running all of this. It, it could be a lot at times. So I did unfortunately have to take a step back for a while. And in the meantime, another thing was that we were getting like 50 requests or more a day to for, for people to join. And they weren't answering they, the questions. Like the they wouldn't page. answer the questions to join. And I think so many people just were just go and join all the running groups. And we don't want that. We don't want, you know, we're fiercely protective of our culture for one. And we want people there who who are there because they actually want to be a part of this group. They want to be a part of the training. Um, I think we had like a lot of people trying to join um just to support and give advice and yeah, while that's great request I'd mention with it's not what this group is I'm not looking for or the, mm -hmm. well I'm going to help coach the group no we're not looking for that <laughs> right and it's just going to become it uh, this is going to seem a little authoritarian but in a, there I do have a couple friends in the group who like uh Netta Zepatella who uh runs her own race company with a friend of hers which is great she does empower ultras yes. she's down in Cincinnati and she's also a pretty experienced runner but uh we do not have very many experienced runners because then there becomes a giant group discussion and different opinions. And then the new people are like, which one's right? What do I do? I'm back to where I don't know what to do because I just got now 10 ways to do the thing. Because I just need one. I need to know what to do. And even if yeah. I'm not completely right every time, at a certain point, you just need to take something that you can just go do. Sure. Stop thinking and start doing. Like going back to part of the need for the group was that they felt overwhelmed with all the information that was out there. And those groups already exist. The, there's ladies running 100 miles. Which is actually um, a really good group. Tour. Yeah, it's a great That's group. A so we actually, point. we direct people there uh, very often because we're like, we're not trying to be a duplicate group of the groups already out there. We're so back group. to those join requests, um, it, it got hard to keep accepting too many requests and keep things how we wanted. So it got to the point that we just kind of shut it down for a little while. We did, we did a survey within the group and they said they liked the one-on-one -on -one interaction. And so we didn't want it to grow to the point that we couldn't one-on-one -on -one answer questions for that first year. So it was kind of closed for a while, but like if you really wanted somebody in, you could message one of us, like we kind of made that known and we'd let them in. We have now opened it back up 
again, we want, we just, all we ask is, it, it, so it's, it's open back up at this point. And if somebody goes to join the Facebook group, what it's going to do is it's, it's going to ask you to go to our webpage and fill out a form. And what I found is that like, maybe out of 20 women who, who request to join or people who request to join will, um, go to the and actually fill out that form and i'm not trying to get your email i'm not uh, like i send you literally one email after you fill out that form i'm not trying to spam you or anything like that i just really want people to know what the group is like it sends them to the web page it gives them a little bit of an explanation of what they're joining and then says if you still want to join you could go ahead uh, fill out this form and we'll give you an access code to plug in on the Facebook page. Right. Again, it's it's not trying to get your information or anything like that. It's just trying to be protective of that culture and trying to keep the right people coming in, not, not bringing in a bunch of experienced 100 miler runners so that they could give their information or their their opinions because that gets too confusing and too convoluted. Right. Uh, you know, not getting just a bunch of supporters. Oh, I'm just, I'm here to support, but kind of keeping that that unified vibe that we have going on is important to us. And so that's the only reason we we ask for that that extra step there. Because otherwise, like I said, it could be like 50 requests a day. Oh, sure. it, it, sure. The group could, you know, go a different direction really quickly if you're letting in 50 well, people a day. It's women's, the uh, ladies running 100 milers is that. That's, that is a great group. And if you follow our YouTube channel, it has all of the exercises and it's got content videos about how to make drop bags that show pictures. Like it's got how to structure your workouts, how to do your long run, some mm -hmm. opinions on speed working intervals and what that means and things like that and wh why they're useful when you're a runner, how to do hills, different ways to do hills. It's got most of the content you would need if you already kind of knew how you to structure your own training plan. Okay. So if you're a person that's already run a few hundreds and you just want to see some new strength, you can go over to that YouTube channel. And that's open to the boys. That's open to everyone. It's completely okay. free. So you just okay. go to the YouTube and follow that. And then you can come on Ladies Running 100 Milers or on Main Tower or wherever and search topics. Because mm -hmm. in any group on Facebook, you can go search a topic. And if you put in drop bags, you'll get a whole bunch of different opinions and ideas about how to do that from people who do make drop bags because people will sometimes ask in our group and I have to say please go to ladies running 100 milers you're asking a group that is all newbies except for a handful of people mm, like yeah. three or four people everyone else does not know right. so you're you've already got our opinions you've already got the YouTube channel you're supposed to be following right we do our drop bags the same way and I happen to know that a couple of the other runners do them very similarly because they're friends of mine and we all kind of came up figuring it out together. So there's right. been comparing. So, you know, you go and ask it on one of those other pages if you want opinions of a lot of experienced people. And I think that's a good idea to do. I think that everyone in our group really should be looking at other opinions. Just our group isn't for that. You have to go right. see yeah. that on here. And we actually have just started making a book that will cover really? everything that's been covered in the videos and then some plus some yes. stories and a lot of the content discussions. Cause now that we know what people ask and how we have to talk about it. So we're working on that. It's only on page 11 right now. That's so that's why I started it. I started it. I started actually writing on yesterday. So yeah, it's, it's been on the agenda for a long time and finally things are calming down for, for us. So we're My able to kind of pick died. back up with them. A lot of things for this. We have a, so many ideas for this project and it, now we're able to start kind of pursuing them again. So that's great. But also to answer your question. So when somebody joins the group, they get an email. That's another reason I need that email address is I email them instructions um, kind of about how to get going 
on right. the plan, basically. So it tells them where our Google Drives folder is, where you, they could pull down the plans, but it also gives them the uh, URLs for the training pages, which are not open to the public. You have to be a member to um, to get to those training pages and get the the information on there. So it gives them them all those instructions, which is another reason that we we have them fill out that form. But then they're then they're in. Then they could ask questions, follow the plan, watch the YouTube videos, and have just a tremendous amount of support. I mean, I, I gotta pause and say that like our group is what it is because of the members. Like they're just mm -hmm. phenomenal. And one of the most amazing things for me during the summer when I was doing this career change program and putting in like 80 hour weeks, it was insane. I remember just breaking down one day and saying, you know, I've put so much into making this group and now it's going to slip through my fingers because I have I have no time for it. I have no time for it. It's going to just fall apart. Right. And, and Lee said to me, she's like, I hate to tell you this, but you know, maybe you started a group, but it's grown to the point that it's going to go on with or without you. And it doesn't matter if you do your little daily morning post or not. Nobody cares. Like it's it, people no, we care. Well, yeah, but she's like, saying, she's go. like, you know, it's, it's going, people are finishing their hundreds. And then it was only a couple of weeks later that uh, burning river happened. And like, right. they, I, I wanted to go support and it was another day where I was just so down because I was supposed to go with them to go support and I had homework all day long, but they were sending me those videos and I'm like tearing up because yeah. it's like watching these women cross the finish line was just awesome. But I realized like she was right, you know, it's like those members, it, now they all just fuel off of each other and it just keeps going like it's, it was nice to see that I could step away and it was just going to keep yeah. like blossoming. That's a beautiful, that's a really beautiful thing. I mean, it seems like you're already leaving your legacy on the group. I mean, not that you're leaving or wanting to leave, but. Right, right. That's awesome. Can you guys talk, we don't have to go like super in depth, but kind of like an overview of like, what does the training plan look like? What are the different components of it? Like, what have you guys found? I mean, obviously through trial and error, what have you landed on um, for, if you were to give like a big overview of the. Training. So it sounds like a, a you question. Yeah. So this is a, a little bit lower volume. It will not get you to elite level. This is not an 80 to 90 mile a week type of plan. Uh, I can't train that much miles for the most part consistently because uh, things start to hurt. Even with the strength, there's just limits. Um, and I don't actually want to. So there's a long run, but the long run is usually preceded by something hard, such that most of the time your long run is on tired legs. And the reason for that is that. You either are running 90 and 100 mile weeks, high, high volume weeks, fairly consistently, so that you stop getting that tired or you're used to tired, or you could just practice it. So if you are running a long run that stops at, say, six hours, and you think you're going to go run 100 mile, it's going to be problematic when you get to the second half of the race. Right. Your, your legs are going to be tired, and you are not used to that, and you're not going to be able to manage it, unless... You at least twice a month go do really hard hill repeats the day before your long run, which will at first make long runs suck a very, very, very long. You might <laughs> even end up hiking half of it. No, well, because you won't be used to your legs hurting that much. In sure. a marathon training plan, you'll see marathon runners do this. Oh, I have long run tomorrow. I got to take it real easy so I can do my long run. Mm. That's fine because they finish a lot of them. Some of them only do 18, but most of them finish a 20 or 22 mile long run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're going six miles, five miles, four miles on tired legs that they're not used to but they do taper more than more for their race. So it's not too bad. You can do a hundred miler with a 30 mile long run. 
you're going to have to do something else to be used to tired legs. And that's why you could do a 20 mile long run and be just fine in a 50 K. Mm. You know, you can, you can pre-tire your legs and then learn to manage that. So that's kind of foundational. There still needs to be a rest week. We always have a rest day or two. The shorter runs, the easy runs are, there's a lot of emphasis on actually realizing that the purpose of your easy run is to run a pace and distance that lets you feel better the next day, not more tired. A lot of people don't really think about the workout target of an easy run. And there is one. And remembering to have a target every day is important. I, I think this is one of the, the bigger errors that we were seeing actually is, is the pace that people were doing their recovery runs at. And I, I emphasize that when Lee and yeah. I go do our recovery run on like Monday, like we're doing like an 11 minute mile, 10, 10 to 11 Flat minute mile, like go, go look at uh, Lee's ultra sign up. Like Lee can do much more than an 11 minute mile, but it's a recovery run. That's not the point. And I remember when I first started training with her too, I'd be like, oh, I'm going faster than Lee, you know, <laughs> like not, not realizing. And she'd just be like, mm, no, you know, so it, it is, I think that's one of the biggest things is to slow people down on those recovery on days. Those days but then we do have one day a week most weeks of very high intensity intervals most in our average age is older and a person training for a marathon or even a 50k who wants to be very successful would not structure the and really their repeats but would not structure them the way that this program does we have a lot more very go as intense as you can and then rec really recover your heart rate and go as intensely as you can. And yeah. more for time instead of distance because you don't need to learn your distances because no one measures the trail exactly. Sure. You just need to be able to really push very intensely and then recover. And for runners, as we get older, our ability to have a good leg turnover and any kind of real power, uh, our max heart rate, our ability, which has to do with how quickly your heart rate polarizes, our levels of aerobic enzymes, our ability to recover from exceeding threshold, all of these things just, they fall and they fall mm. and they fall. And the most efficient way to keep those up is going to be doing two or three minute repeats real, real hard, and then actually recovering between. Okay. So there is some neglect of what are usually referred to as cruise intervals, where the training stimulus is actually the recovery, where you run hard enough to get your heart rate over threshold, but then you jog and let your heart rate try to come back into safely aerobic and then exceed threshold a very different thing we don't do much of that i okay. do some of that occasionally but not a ton um largely because i don't need quite as much of it that that helps you to raise your threshold just slightly which impacts half marathon and marathon pace a whole bunch okay 100 miler you need a system that's very efficient and then you need to have your max high enough that when you do go up a hill you, your heart rate is still down there around 60% mm. of max or 70% of max. And so for that, you do need to get your max up there. You need your system to be efficient. And also I think it helps people's running form, but mostly it has to do with aerobic enzymes and transmembrane lactate shuttles and things, the numbers of those things you need to get as up as you can. And that's the most efficient way to do that. Okay. And, and then of course, not least, and then the strength, the strength, all the strength. Right. <laughs> the, which actually I need to do more which I just did my yeah. own slides too. we um we we pushed that really really hard <laughs> definitely I'm in our group and six minute legs because um, hundreds because we did we did that Swiss Peaks race three weeks after fat dog hundred fat dog hundred was 128 miles long yeah it's not adequate recovery so no. we're like we're like now at the stage <laughs> like okay we got to get back on the strength because yeah. we because we beat ourselves up and she finished fat dog leaning on some borrowed trek poles because she threw her back out with like a marathon to go Oh, so, and that was three weeks before we went to and raced in Switzerland. So, well, I had um, 
been adventure. I'd fallen off the strength training for some time before that. Like I said, I was putting in 80 hour weeks during the summer. And I think, you know, again, I'm, I'm human. I just put out a, a post uh, to the group about this because yeah. I'm, I'm dropping no business uh, off my schedule, which was a really, really hard decision for me to make, mm-hmm. but it's been um, just not enough training for me. And I, I want to get I want to get back on this plan. It's been so long since I've been on this plan and I feel so good when I'm on it, but the, the strength training, especially I fell hard off of it. And I just, it's a lesson that I think I, you know, for so many of us that we're just going to have to keep learning because there's always that inner conflict of we're runners, we want to run, but then you have to remember that you're not going to be able to keep running and do those kind of miles without the strength to, to support it. So I don't know. I, I don't particularly enjoy the strength exercises that much. They, they sometimes bore me, but. Well, and one of the key things too, with the strength program as it's written, Carmel has her own strength program and Carmel, we're going to be posting about this is very all or none. If she doesn't have time to do this 45 minute routine, <laughs> then, oh, well, it's ruined. It's Whereas I, I did strength today. I did single leg deadlifts this morning i did a set of them and then i did two sets of them at work when i had some downtime just but just no weights didn't have the by wobble board i was on the wobble board this morning for one set and then i did a set of heel slides right right before i took the shower i still need to do one more set of them but like i will just throw it i'll be like oh well if i don't get to my second set i at least took my like 60 seconds and did like 12 of them right. just now so good if that's all I get. so i will just throw in like i'll be like oh I didn't do any, well, I'm at least do two or three sets of blue bridges right yeah. now. And like, then I'll do, I'll do like two sets of clamshells. I'm like, ah, oh, I had eight minutes. Like, so a lot, but a lot of it really is built on our training thing. If you've been following it exactly for that, because people skip for exactly the reason she's well, been skipping. Okay. My, mine's not 45 minutes and mine is longer because I have scoliosis. So I have physical therapy to, but some to what we do that. is not sufficient, but yes, this has come up in the group too. And, and I will give her this. I do have a very all or none mentality am, which does so it's like if i have 10 strength exercises to do i'm not just gonna like for some reason i'm like oh, i just don't have time for strength today instead of doing like three of the 10 you know like any of the 10 would be better than none of the 10 and and, and i'm horrible <laughs> about this and i'm trying so hard to get better at it but i am very just all or none i think the look on her face when i'm like just do one thing and she's like just do one thing I think a lot of people are too, because I mean, that could come with the running too. Like yeah. some people feel like if, if uh, they can only run like two miles, like if that's all they have time for, that it's not worth it. It's only two miles, but that's, that's actually not true. Like that all adds up. So it's like, if, if what was prescribed was a three to five mile run and you could do one or two miles, like even one mile is, is just better than no miles like ideally if you could get at least like 20 minutes in that's going to make a huge difference so it's like I am trying to get better about like not being so all or none with like if I can't do this whole like routine but in my defense it is longer because of the scoliosis and having to do a little bit more to keep Mm -hmm. to keep that in check so it's not just like I'm on this completely separate thing and it's she's got additional hours of my day or anything like that we shifted speed work by a day then I didn't do my strength this morning because I can't do it the morning when I'm doing speed work, it throws my speed works and I have to do upper body strength yeah. either after this or tomorrow morning. But yeah, it's like you do, shoulders. you do what you can. And I, I think that it, that is really important for everyone to try. Something is always better than nothing. And I have to like take my own words. And Listen, it's okay. You're, you're preaching to the choir. I'm an all nothing <laughs> individual as well. So yeah, we're yeah. Work, work in progress. Um, 
does is that uh pretty much the summary of the training plan or is there any other components to it that you want to mention That's most of oh, there are six minute legs which i, I consider i guess part, of the, part of the strength training yeah. right, right. um <laughs> six minute legs is really good for your hips and also for being able to do hills when as you noted at the beginning you live in the midwest and like yeah. mountain races yeah because i don't know if you know this Ohio has a lot of cornfields and not a lot of mountains at all. And that dog on 20 out in the Canada Rockies has like 29,000 feet of game. Yeah. So, and I think when we dropped, we had hit close to 40,000 feet of gain in 101 oh, miles not, or something. Not cat dogs. The Swiss Alps, we dropped at Swiss about peaks. 100. Yeah. yeah. So Swiss, it's just peaks. The Swiss peaks are because there is a separate Swiss Alps 100. That's right. Right. Yes. It's, it's, technically called Swiss peaks, but yeah, when we, uh, yeah, it's, it's that we, yeah, we yeah. were, we were nearing 40,000 of gain, you know, hundred miles. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of hiking. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. That gets, you're like, well, it's just hill climbing. Well, it means that there's a lot of this angle that isn't, right. isn't runnable any direction. And then it would flatten out and go across a rock slide for miles, which was fun. <laughs> it's just like, there are all these pace holders. You're like, okay, there's, this is, that's fine. But then there's no way to make up the time. So we were, mm -hmm. the cutoffs were fine. But we just were not doing a pace that was gonna give us enough sleep time, right? Yeah. But yeah, so um, six minute legs. So that's six a, minute legs did make that manageable. Like without yeah. that, not going up mountains like that. Right. Yeah, actually, I mean, my legs were pretty decent considering get, at that rate. Yeah, exercise like, plus everything going on, um, and style of hill repeats I think matters. Like for example, most most runners will walk or jog slowly down the hill and mm -hmm. then run up the hill. And do not practice their downhill repeats. Right. And they'll say, well, you'll beat up your knees too much. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've been doing the single leg loop bridges, and if you've been doing, I really need to put more emphasis on lateral skater jumps. But even then, the, the six minute legs, because of the curtsy lunges, and doing the, the single leg dumbbell deadlift, like those exercises strengthen the part of your leg that makes your knees able to tolerate the hill. If you do that, and you keep your feet under you and turn over fast, and you run downhill, you're getting an eccentric contraction of your quads, mm -hmm. which beats the crap out of them, which is why long run will suck the next day. But if you actually come down the hill spinning as fast as you can, you get a little recovery at the bottom and then come back up hard again, you are going to build a lot more leg strength than if you jog down the hill and run up. A lot, 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 lot more. You'll run to so many people in hundreds who in the last 30 miles are cursing the downhills. They're like, oh, right. I, oh could still, yeah. I could still hike up, but these downs are killing me. It hurts right. so bad says everybody in the last 30 miles of 100 who does not train downhill practice mm -hmm. like right. if they're not if you're not from the mountains and you don't practice running downhill this is what is going to happen right you just blow out blow out yeah. the quads yeah well, my first 50 mile I blew up my quads so bad i had to walk down the last hill backwards because it hurt to walk downhill so bad before i learned this i was that was one yeah. of those moments where i was like this happened in a 50k but now now for i don't practice running downhill maybe i should practice that between hill repeats and six minute legs for a couple of Ohioans, I think I think we hold our own in mountain races, yeah. and that's that's how we do it. Well, it's so great. I'm so I'm so glad you know you guys are emphasizing the strength training because I think it's really easy to get caught up in like oh, I'm going to run 100 miles. I need to run. I need to run. I need to run. And then all of a sudden, you well, know, when people say strength, and the next thing you get is people going to a gym to those machines. Right. And it's and like, well, now I got to spend like two hours in the gym every week mm. or three hours in the gym. Yeah. First of all, the machines are terrible. A machine, a weight machine, even though it adjusts somewhat, the more that it's a machine yeah. that locks you in first, it's stabilizing for you. 
you're only on one foot at a time when you're running on a trail and the, the ground might move. There's mud, there's rocks, there's, you need to be stable. Your strength has to be something that's stable on its own. And then second, a gym machine is made for the average male skeleton. Right. If it's you little... do not have the average male skeleton, it's that reminds not me that optimal. from what you were saying about oh, this the, is this oh, is the, yeah. the wobble board here. The wobble so board. our strength exercises eventually take place we start you off learning without it, but then eventually you do them. It moves just like a rock yeah. in the woods <laughs> on the wobble board, and that is because if you don't so have important. intact ankles, you're not I, going I mean, to that's another one. Like during the Swiss Alps race, um, I stepped on a rock that ended up just moving, and I watched my ankle just go. You know, just this like 90 degree angle, angle, and I like yelled out. I was like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "What? Are you okay? Are you okay?" And then I took a second. I'm like, "Whoa." actually I am like from what I saw I thought I was going to be seriously injured but like then I'm like no actually actually I'm all right and that's I've had that happen a couple times and I attribute that to like having done even though I fell off the strength exercises recently I did them long enough that I I still have you know that extra bit of protection and that'll just if you're rolling ankles and things like it will keep you more solid it's not completely foolproof but it's definitely it a good helps. prevention yeah right yeah you could still just face plant anytime i think also also <laughs> and i need to actually re-emphasize how important it is make a whole separate video about it probably but it's proprioception mm. it declines with age and it's your body awareness in space a lot of people aren't clumsy they don't have good proprioception it's retrainable a lot of repeat injuries especially the ankles are coming from mm. that and it's just one of those things that if you're going to run trails you should be doing exercises to maintain Right. which is close your eyes when you do your lunges is the like super easy shortcut to that super fancy sounding word yeah. this is awesome this is so great you guys have been such a resource i think for women trying to get into it um we're coming up on the hour here so let me ask you guys one more question right. um is say we've got woman listening to this podcast recording, right? We're going to put this on our podcast in a couple of days and she's kicking around the idea. I think I want to do a hundred. What, if you could give one piece of advice, what would it be? You could choose anything, but what would you, what would you say to that woman? Who's like, I think I want to do the hundred. What advice do you have? I think for me, sign up for some, yeah, well, yeah, not just sign up for somebody, but you can do it. Like you can't do, and I think that's, you know, one of the biggest things, I don't know if we already, I don't think we talked about it yet, but, you know, guys will, uh, men will typically, you know, they'll run a couple 50 Ks and then they'll be like, oh, I would go run a hundred. It'll be fine. You know? And right. I think women are more likely to do like, oh, they've got like five 50 milers under their belts, a couple hundred Ks. And they're still like, I don't know if I could do a hundred miles. Yeah. No, if you're thinking about it, you could do it. And like I said, I went from half marathon to a hundred miler. You don't have to have ultra experience. A hundred miler was my first ultra actually. So, yeah. um, you, you can do it with the right stuff. You know, you join the group, check out the plan. Like it's more within your reach than you think it is. And I think by joining the group and, and being surrounded by such, such inspirational, uh, women, like our members are, um, I, I think you, you would realize that. So that's my biggest thing is now we've you got know, an age you, you can do it. It's, it's within reach. Yes. And that's the other thing too. 60 is not too old. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, like, uh, yeah, if you're thinking yeah. you're too old, you're not Unless too you old. Finished your first it's, it's an older, it tends to actually be an older sport. So that's, yeah. that's what I would say. Um, there, are, you can do it. Injuries, 
age, it doesn't matter. You could you get squared well, away. Matters, but it could get you. Well, <laughs> but yeah, it could get you. Could you still know. accomplish it. Yeah. Okay. So I will let you do. What's your bit of advice? Hey, no, that Is covers that, that covers most of it right there. That's that's what you would say I too. Mean, yeah. Yeah, the, the trouble is that that I immediately want to be like, okay, who is this person? Where are they at right now? <laughs> What's their last race? What's their long run look coming for you? <laughs> we have reputations as recruiters. So. <laughs> we like to recruit to the sport, but the sport does it needs you, ladies. Like, come yeah. on, like we got to close the gender gap for for real. Well, but actually, though, people when I meet people who are, who don't like running really, and they're like, well, you're probably just gonna tell me I should run. No, if you don't like it, well, then don't. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. there are people who don't want to run a hundred miles. No. There are people who don't want to run a five. Yeah. There's bicycles, there's hiking, there's right. other things you could do. You could go roller skate down the bike path. There is no need to come run well, trail hundred miles. I love them. For people who you, want to do if it you, though. If you're looking yeah. at it going, yeah, no, that appeals. I just don't uh, think I could. Yes. Yeah. Those are the people you're who wrong. need to be in yeah. the group now. Like now. Yeah. 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 Those are them. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I'm so glad you said that. Cause that, you know, as a race director, that's probably the number one thing I hear is just like, I don't think I can do it. And it's, it's more just like, I think when you're surrounded by a community and there's just the support there to say like, no, you can, and not just like blowing smoke, but like, no, really you can do it. And these are the tools. Well, I and I think it's, it's important to know also the average DNF rate for hundred milers, if you if you start looking at hundreds, you'll see that between thirty five and sixty percent of most hundred milers is going to DNF. Mm. And like, if only 35 percent of a race DNFs, that's that's they're doing real well with their finish rate. Right. And you will see there's some races that have higher finish rates because they're fairly flat with a generous cutoff. But even right. then, you still see a lot of lot of people dropping. Mm. so these and women don't dnf at higher rates than men often it's lower or it's same so the only time you'll see an exception at all is in a race that has a very very tight cutoff occasionally mm. you'll see an exception like curtain 100 people time out because right. the distance between the women's winning time and the cutoff is often under six hours right that's that's hard like if you are not right. kind of speedy and these are fast women winning it if you're not kind of speedy can have trouble there but sure other than that guys are dnfing at the same rates as women right. sometimes higher rates and then they keep coming back and they don't consider themselves horrible failures they keep mm -hmm. running hundreds and women are like well i might not finish well if you think there's even like a 50 percent chance you're you're there that's right. yep that's hundreds you're already ready it's right. it's, it's okay yeah you're just go try the thing yeah dare to try the thing and if if you dnf it's a stop along the way you learn so much from it and you go and you try yeah. again like yeah the journey i think is almost even sweeter than the finish you know yeah. everything, you just, everything that you gain along the way is incredible yeah i think absolutely. follow the, if you follow our youtube channel someone just watched all of the videos in there they probably learned enough to get through their hundred kind of intact <laughs> it covers a lot yeah it's awesome we may be a little biased, but <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely biased, but it does cover a lot. It's great. It's so good. Um, before we cut out, did you want to bring your special guest on the screen? Oh, oh. <laughs> I want to meet uh, this is Norma. <laughs> Norma. <laughs> Some would say we kidnapped Norma. I disagree. I think she just follows the fireball. 
<laughs> we, we borrowed her while sweeping yes. a race for friends of ours at Brimstone Racing. Yes, Norma comes with us to um, all our races. She's been to Switzerland and the Canadian Rockies and uh, where else? She's she, she's going to go to Beast of the East in December. <laughs> she's taking the rounds. She really is. She really is. We got, we got Orcas Island in February. Oh, yep. She Orcas Island. Yeah, she's going all around. <laughs> but yeah, I actually I had her in my vest pocket for most of Fat Dog. And then I put her in a drop bag because I was like, uh, I can't carry any extra things anymore. But yeah, she did half of Fat Dog with me as my pacer. Norma. Legend. I hope they don't disqualify me for that. I don't think you're supposed to have a pacer, but yeah. Pacers at that? At least not in the beginning. Oh, not I, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway yes this is her so she will eventually go back to uh to the nomi's course but eventually yeah. at least yeah. to visit <laughs> she's making the rounds uh and the, the other thing i wanted to mention I, I probably should have done this way in the beginning but um one of you posted about you're looking for a venue wedding venue you guys did this, uh, this happen already <laughs> Did you guys get married or you're getting married? No, no, no. We are. Um, so we Next became, July. we became affianced, uh, affianced. What, like a few weeks ago, I think it was officially, On I guess kind of uh, while we were in Switzerland. Um, but no, we found a place. It's, it's going to be a campground. Um, with yurts. So, yes, with yurts. Um, it was very funny showing. My mother is a very prim and proper lady. Okay. Um, and my parents camp, it was very so. funny. Actually, was it? last night or the night before last i was showing her a video at the campground and just watching her face as she's like i'm not really a camping <laughs> person and it's like it's a yurt with like a bed in it and she's like i'm like it's a yurt you, you get like a bed and she's just like has this terrified look so she's gonna be like just dreading this for the next seven okay. months she's <laughs> like she's like i'm gonna see if there's a holiday in nearby but oh, <laughs> so, there is but yes no it's gonna be at a camp ground we have um and there's my parents actually if we can't have a private yurt we're bringing one of our tents oh yes her, we're not sure which one her parents require a private yurt <laughs> um but yeah. but yeah it's it's cool it's it's they very um it's very time. us we were very adamant you know i messaged the guy and i was like it can't look like a wedding like you can't put like white tablecloths on things and flowers but he was totally understanding um they're like environmentally friendly and stuff so it's it's totally us we're we're excited it's just going to be a big um kind of camping celebration with some some close some friends kind of a small board. thing leah i don't know if you could see it but this is a ring that she she carved our rings out of deer antlers that we found in the woods what? when we were hiking or, or trail running like when we first started dating so yeah so we have uh we have a couple of different versions but yes they are made the from from the antlers of a dead deer we found in the woods well while trail running early in our uh, <laughs> in our early in our relationships so it might have been a pandemic so yes it's uh but yeah i think that was that when both our jobs shut down pandemic hiking yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that's the the exciting news of, uh, that's awesome aren't you glad you messaged me to ask about running oh yeah. now, what a journey huh i know well, I'm sorry. I, I had no interest in her in that way we actually like i really just wanted to run our friends <laughs> like, like our friends asked us we it was so like, funny we yeah. never date each other yeah What's like one of the, our friends wow. asked us uh, if like we were into each other i was like oh my god no that would be weird <laughs> and here we are like as it, we we became friends first and it was 
I think that's the first time I've done that. Like, it turns out that works out really well you when you're actually like really good friends with the person of, first. I told you things I wouldn't have told you if I was trying to date you. Yeah. Turns out we actually courted and had emotional intimacy ahead of becoming involved. Who knew that could yeah, work? We were like, we kind of like bro friends. Like we yeah, but we joke, like talk you know? about things <laughs> like, like, oh, I'm working on this thing in myself. And I just tried this rebound dating with this girl. And I know that I'm following my same patterns. I have to break my patterns that I don't like. Like we would talk about that stuff. But we would talk about like in the kind of detail that if you were trying to date someone, you would not tell them about your yeah. rebound things that were going right. sideways or that you were like, oh, I'm realizing my patterns. You would not say that stuff. Yeah. No, no. now here no. we are. <laughs> hey, it seemed to have worked out. You got deer antlers on your finger. Exactly. <laughs> made rounder exactly. Once. Just got to polish them. <laughs> Oh, this has been so great. You guys have been so gracious with your time. I really appreciate you coming oh, on, yeah, sharing your wisdom and uh, sharing the community. So I know we mentioned it a couple of times, but maybe just one last time at the end of the podcast, can you share uh, how people can get connected with you guys and get plugged in? Definitely. You could go um, two ways, actually. You could go to the Facebook group and when you request to join, it's going to direct you to the forum on the website. And so you want to fill that out, actually. Um, otherwise, you won't hear back. So you have to fill that out so that I can contact you. And uh, then you'll get the instructions and the uh, the code to join. Or you could go right to the, the website, the women's 100 milerproject.com. And if you go to uh, the, the navigation menu for joining, that's going to take you to that same form. And you could request to join right through there. And that will give you instructions to get you back to the Facebook group. But okay. that is basically the way. So then you'll get access to the training plans and then to our fantastic Facebook group. But yeah, if you just want to see exercises and see, like if you want to see what we're about, because there's videos of like Carmel's recipes that she's used because she doesn't oh. like gels. So she uh -huh. blenderizes coconut milk and lemon Oreos sometimes and puts it in baby food pouches with salts it a little eats that during race it's like 50 calories a swallow it's she has a video of how she came up with the idea but it's very comedic and uh -huh. it's super funny but so you can kind of see who we both are by watching those because most right. of the exercise videos are me saying this is how you do this she's in some of them then there's some content videos that she did of how she organizes okay. like how to how to plan your race here's here's a card this is the list of the aid stations this is right. so here's here's where i have drop bags so i'm going to put them here and here and here okay so i've labeled those so now mm -hmm. here's what I think is my outside slow pace. So yeah, that's this much hours. So that's this much calories per hour. So now I got to figure out what goes in that. There's my sock. Like yeah. all of that stuff is on there. So if someone right. wants to go through that YouTube channel and see, because if you don't like the way that it looks, if you don't feel engaged with that, you're not going to like the group because it's us. Okay. If you really right. like that and appeal. So that's another thing. Is, yeah, it is a good thing to check and out if first. You're, if you're listening to this and you're not a woman, go to the YouTube channel. Oh. But yeah, I would like a book that's actually have detailed training plans in it and everything. So you're still going to get access so, to stuff because everyone should get to run. And then just to end on that note, we do, we accept anybody who identifies as female or anyone who does not, but if you're non-binary, for example, but given only the two, not two non-binary options on race registration, you're going to register as female. Then we do accept that we we don't discriminate we are lgbt friendly so we are um we are <laughs> yes just just the smidgens uh no we are yeah we we definitely accept all kinds and 
we are a very welcoming group. So I just want to put that out there that you don't awesome. you don't have to strictly identify as a woman to be let in. You just can't identify as a man. We so. actually have a member who's trying to get up to 100 miles with push rim, which is a type of wheelchair racing. And has oh, done wow. Small, she's done some ultra distance and she's she's having some health things going on and off, but she's still training and, and working on it. So she's been following group. Now she can't do a lot of our strength training. But she's still following along with some of the programming and still it's the camaraderie and all of that. So, you know, people who message us and really want to be involved and are trying to train for a goal are welcome or you can have a conversation or something. So also, if you think, oh, I'm too old or I'm too young or this, that, the other is going on, you know, chat with us if you want to. If you don't want to, okay. But, you know, people are allowed to chat with us. We answer messages and so on. That's great. Absolutely. And, but yeah, that, that YouTube is there so that people can introduce themselves to a lot of the stuff ahead of, you know, joining and going through all of that. You can see what it's about very easily for, you know, very little time and watch entertaining videos. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Awesome. This is great. Well, thank you guys. And uh, everybody who's tuning in on Facebook, we appreciate you watching. We're going to upload the audio on our podcast in a couple of days here. It should be up by the end of the week. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. So thank you again, Lee and Carmel. Appreciate you coming on here. Oh, thank you so much. We enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Cool, cool. All right, guys. Well, until we see you again, keep it squatchy.